Hi, welcome to the Haven Youth Church Podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message encourages you and empowers you to be all God created you to be. We love you. Welcome to the family. All right, so he says, walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another. That's kind of crazy to do, though. Like, when you're walking in purpose and power, and you're, man, you're like, you know, you're walking into spaces with a spiritual authority that every demon in hell has to kneel to, right? When you're walking in authority and the Lord gives you a word of knowledge for your friend, words of hope, words of life, when you're walking in power and, and you have a friend that has a need and you pray for them and you see that need met in the moment, right? Sometimes that happens on the regular. Sometimes it happens occasionally, right? But he says also, clothe yourself with meekness, right? That's a, that's a hard thing. Can you imagine Jesus raising the dead but also washing feet? Clothed in meekness, walking in power. This is what he's called us to. He says, um, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And this needs to be a prayer over our buses. Unity and peace in the name of Jesus. If you've never ridden in a bus with a bunch of children... Sometimes puking, sometimes screaming, sometimes aching from, from ailments. Wow. I got an experience for you. Check this out. He says, there is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all, and in you all. Wow. Praise God. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Thank God. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto them. That's what he does to his homies. When he leaves the grave, they follow behind him. Amen. Hallelujah. But unto everyone is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto them. And now that he ascended, what is it that he also, but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth, talking about, talking about defeating death, hell, and the grave. In verse 10, this is where we kind of want to land tonight. He that descended in the same also that ascended up far above all heaven, right here, that he might fill all things. Jesus wants to fill all things. What does he want to fill all things with? Himself. He wants to fill all things with himself. Tell your neighbor, Jesus wants to fill you tonight. Amen. And so... Um, uh, that's a lot of scripture. We'll, we'll pause there. I want to speak to you on this thought tonight. Jesus is our source. If you have a pen, if you've got a notes app in airplane mode, use your notes app. Jesus is our source. Source. Can you pray with me one more time? Lord Jesus, we love you. 
we give you glory and we give you honor. We recognize, Lord God, that you proved your love towards us, that you who were high came low. Oh, God, that you lived a perfect life on this earth, that you were, that you were crucified, buried, and dead. Oh, but on the third day, we recognize you rose again with power. Oh, God, that you ascended to the right hand of the Father so that you might fill all things with yourself. And I pray tonight, Father, that fresh revelation would come into this room to believers and unbelievers, God, that you want to fill every square inch of their being, Lord God. Oh, not with laws, not with, with rigid religion, God, not with some sort of rules or routines, Lord. Oh, but you desire to fill all with yourself, all all with your grace, all with your mercy, all with your all-sufficiency, Lord God. And I pray right now for every religious spirit to be bound and broken. Oh God, every previous, Lord God, whatever man has presuppositioned in their mind about you, Father, I pray for fresh vision and fresh clarity of mind and heart, God. Oh, cause us to see you afresh in this room and in this house, God, and we give you the glory and the honor. Amen. Amen. And amen. We are, we are launching into a series over the course of this summer. And this first series is, uh, or this first sermon of this, this series is, Jesus is our source. We are talking about the core values of Haven. And for the next several weeks, you're going to hear from several leaders of the house that are going to uh, uh, take different portions of, of this. And and so this is uh, one of our core values. I want to read it to you verbatim. It says, Jesus is the center of everything we do. Talking about this house right here. He is our reason. We have nothing to offer but the gospel. Don't look now, but we didn't come to offer you a good time. Uh, uh, we didn't come to offer you a cool kids club or a clique or a group of such. Oh, uh, but this is a youth church that is bent on making Jesus everything, our all in all. The purpose of Haven Youth Church is to share the message of Jesus. The only way we can effectively do this is for Jesus to be our reference point. Our strength is from Jesus. Our joy is from Jesus. Our hope is from Jesus. The world around us is ever-changing, yet we stand firm. I want to preach to you with the Lord's help tonight that Jesus is our source. He said in Revelation through John, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord. Jessica and I was talking about the beauty of the King James Version and how it, how it kind of is, I know it's antiquated, but man, it rolls like poetic harmony as you read it. And so tune in. If the words seem, uh, words seem a little complex, I promise you it's going to speak to your heart even still tonight. Instead, he said, I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Amen. Saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, he says to John, write in a book and sit it to the seven churches which are in Asia. In verse 17, he says, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, fear not, I am the first and 
the last. What is he saying? I am the all in all. I am the source of everything that your hope, your heart desires and hopes for. Amen. And so tonight we are going to look at the person of Jesus as our source. It's the reason we gathered. We believe in one gospel and one Jesus who looks to fill everywhere there is a vacancy. In fact, you've come in the room, many of you tonight, with a need. And the good news is, when you come into the presence of an all-sufficient one with a need, the one who looks for a need has come in a space, in a spot, just in time for you to satisfy the need. He always looks for a capacity to move into. Our prayers are about Jesus. Our worship is about Jesus. It's not about a personality. It's not about a favorite song. It's not about uh, it's not about a vibe, but it is about the person of Jesus. Our fasting is about Jesus. Our church is about Jesus. The Christian life is about Jesus. And don't look now, but heaven itself is about Jesus. He's put himself in the center. And as you read John's revelation, you'll see himself centered with the elders all around. And you'll see that there is no son in that great city. Why? Because he himself is that son. Hallelujah. You'll see that there is no church in heaven. There is no tabernacle because he is that tabernacle. Oh, we've been crying out for revival. There's good news for you and me because when we step into the throne room of heaven, the perfect of revival is ever present and so we preach in this house Jesus and Jesus is Jesus alone amen he is the king of glory and because he's the king of glory I yield my thoughts I yield my actions I yield my deeds to him and not only do I yield my thoughts and my actions and my deeds to him as the king the good news is I yield all of my insufficiencies I yield yield all of my weaknesses because even my weaknesses have to yield to the king of glory addiction has to yield to the king of glory depression has to yield to the king of glory somebody give him praise in this house tonight hallelujah Jesus Jesus is the sermon of heaven amen in fact when we look throughout all of Scripture, God the Father has but one message, and that message is Jesus. We hear the voice of God clearly break through in the New Testament, and the voice of God the Father says what? This is my beloved Son, in whom I I'm well pleased. The message from God the Father to you and I is the message of Jesus. Amen. The will of God the Father is Jesus himself. Amen. And so Jesus said the will of the Father is to but cling to the Son. What am I going to do? What's my next step? Where should I, where should I, I aim my sights? What should be the trajectory, trajectory of my life? It's just as simple as wrapping yourself up in the person of Jesus. I'm not talking about rules and religion. I'm not talking about the do-gooders. I'm talking about the person of Jesus. An encounter that you can walk in, that you can live from. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 
new topic. Our only obsession. The king. The bridegroom. Justifier and redeemer. The baptizer. Oh, our source. The lifter of our head. Oh, he's wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Jesus must be our source. Peter got it right in Mark chapter 8, verse 27. The Bible says, now Jesus and his disciples went out to the towns of Caesarea Philippi. And on the road, he asked his disciples, saying to them, who do men say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist. But some say Elijah and others, one of the prophets. And he said to them, yeah, I know what they say, but. Tell me, what do you say? And of course, Peter answers and he says, you are the Christ. What was he saying? You are the only source. You are the one that we've hoped for. You are the one that all of the prophets told us of. You are the Messiah. It's what the Anointed one means the Christ. It's a title. It means you are the all-sufficient one. Amen. Amen. And we've sang of him tonight, and, and we've lifted hands, and, and we've worshipped. But what saves us from the hypocrisy of going through the motions of a hollow praise? What moves us to the depths of costly beautiful discovery and surrender to this all-sufficient one. When we live in a culture that promotes self above all, we live in a church culture that promotes men and churches and franchises of churches and brands and groups and clubs and cliques. Oh, oh, we indulge in, in the West in a form of Christianity that champions entertainment and ease and prosperity above all else. But what lifts us from the narcissism of selfish spirituality and plants us in the heavenly reality that a life surrendered to Him leads us to? What liberates us, oh, from this indulgent living? What teaches us to hide behind the shadow of the cross? What compels one to magnify this Christ? What empowers us to live, oh, lowly lives so that Jesus will be glorified most through us? Oh, that Jesus alone is exalted, oh, in that great and glorious day. Oh, and who will rescue us oh, from these bodies of death in the words of Paul? Who will liberate us from the chains of, of security and safety and selfishness? Who will so grip our hearts that we lose our fears like the Jonathans uh, that will abandon all here and go to an Armenia on the, on the border of a, of a tumultuous world of Iran and promote and preach? this gospel oh what can take oh our stammering tongues and make us messengers and oracles of this truth who can take the tragedies of our past who can take our great failures who can take our great 
shame and make it glorious. Who can take the folly of man and make it the wisdom of God. Who can take the weakness of men oh, and cause it to be great strength. Who can raise us up indestructible and cause us to be the immortal. Who can take death and make it live. Who is sufficient for these things. Oh one but one. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. This Jesus must be our source. It's our only hope. Oh it's our future. It's the hope of our school. It's the hope of our community. It's the hope of our family and our family's families. Jesus is our all in all. Oh, let it be true in this room. Let it be true. Let it be the testimony of our hearts and of our lives. Oh, that Jesus, Jesus, old song that said who can calm the stormy waters and quiet the raging seas who can do such things who but God who but God who but God Peter says you are the Christ Peter says in that moment, you are the Christ, and I knew it the moment you bit me on the boat as I was fishing at sea. Oh, it was, it was, it was my heart that burned within me that compelled me to leave my nets and to follow you. It was you. You're the all-sufficient one. I saw it. I saw you take the loaves and the fishes from the lad and multiply to the thousands. I saw you. I saw you when we were walking with Jairus. Oh, for his daughter's sake. I saw you when we were interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood. Oh, and you in a moment by her touching but the hem of your garment. And when Jairus in that moment broke in tears because the news came that his daughter had, had died and they told you you were too late. I was there helping her rise again when you breathe the breath of life into her dead body. You are the Christ. You are the Messiah. You are the anointed one. And Peter had it right. Our source, our hope. Peter, who would live a martyr's life, Who would yield his all to him, but not till he allowed Christ to be his all in all. Have you recognized that? Has that been your response and not just words only, but in action and in heart and in deed? You are the Christ, you are my source. Of course, of course I have. But where do you go when you mess up? But where do you go when it all falls apart? But where do you go when anxiety comes rushing in? Where do you go when 
when the days look dark and the nights look darker? Is it your phone? Is it your bestie? Where do you go when they're talking about you? Where do you go when they leave you? Who do you reach to? Or who do you really reach to? It's a, it's a, it's a self-check. If he's your all in all. If he's your all-sufficient one. And the good news is, you need nothing else. But you don't understand because I, I really try to live a Christian life and I try to do what's right and I try to be a good person. And, and so there are issues that I have. Who do you go to when there are issues that you have and you can't quite meet the standard? Is he still your all in all? Or somewhere along the way did you think that you had to become the source of righteousness? Or did somewhere along the way, did you, were you convinced that your relationship with God the Father through God the Son was based on your good deeds, your church attendance, your Bible reading, your ability to say no to the things you should say no to and say yes to the things that you should say yes to? Is that what this is about? Your goodwill? Your, uh, your willpower? Your ability to say no? Is that what the all-sufficiency is for? Oh, no, friend. He is the all-sufficient one because you are weak. Because you will forever fall short. Don't look now, but when tomorrow comes, you're probably going to fall short yet again. You're probably going to say no to the things that you should have said yes to and say yes to the things that you should, should have said no to. But I want to remind you that your source is not your own righteousness, but it is the righteousness of God. And if you've accepted this fact and this reality, if you've allowed this wretched self to die, to live unto Christ, the good news is, oh, you have an advocate with the Father whose name is Jesus. Why? He is the also sufficient one. He's greater than your sin. He's greater than yesterday's sin. He's still greater than tomorrow's sin. The blood of Jesus is greater. The resurrection power of Christ Jesus is greater than your weakness. It's greater than your addiction. It's greater than your depression. And even when it doesn't seem to make any sense or line up, the salvation is better than you may have believed then you may have been trained, then you may have been taught. Do you think you can just walk out on his love? He's already proven it. He's already spilled it. He can't undo it. He can't undo the cross. You think he's emotional, an emotional bipolar uh, basket case and, and can't decide if he loves you or if he hates you, if he's upset with you or if he's pleased with you? Oh, no, friend. He was His wrath, the wrath of God the Father was satisfied on God the Son so that he can look at you with love and not hate. So that he can look at you with grace and acceptance and not rejection. But you better recognize your need. Who does he look? Who does he look to fill? Those who need him. And those who recognize their need of him. 
That's why the Bible says that he resists the proud. You don't need him, he can't come to you because there's no need there. There's no capacity for him there. There's no void. But if there's a void, there's space. And he's attracted to void. He's attracted to those who come in spaces like this and have enough sense to know that they're not coming on their own good deeds, but they're coming on the work of the cross. They're coming because they are weak. They're coming because they want to be strong and because he offers his strength in our weakness. Oh, we see this from page one in Genesis. God, who wants and longs to fill the earth that is void with the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, Oh, and the beasts of the field, he longs to fill it, but he can't fill it until it's created. Which is why before he ever creates a living uh, 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 an animal, a species, he first has to create a space for the animal to fill. And then once there's a space or a void or a capacity, he moves into that capacity with his power, with his creative brilliance. He wants to put man on earth, but he can't put man on earth until there's an earth. And so then he creates man, but he can't breathe in man the breath of life, the ruach of God that was long with him until there is a man. And so he creates man, and the Bible says from the dust of the earth, but then what does he do? Once the, the man is there, he kneels and he, he breathes into that void, the breath of life. He looks for space that need him. He looks for void that cries out. For him. In fact, we don't see God move anywhere in Scripture except where somebody cries out and recognizes that there's a need. From Genesis to Revelation, he ever looks and his eyes run to and fro throughout the earth for someone who's strong. No. Who he can show himself strong. He looks for a void, somebody that's crying out with a need. Sometimes that need, oh, was, was that on, on the brink of destruction like the Hebrew children and Moses who, who, who have the Red Sea on one side and Pharaoh's army on the other side. And he just waits for Pharaoh, to, for, for Moses to cry out. And what does he say? He says, lift your rod and watch me show myself strong on your behalf. He looks for a need. If you came in the house tonight and you have a need, there's good news. According to Ephesians, he's looking to fill all things with himself. That's not just a need of salvation. That's a need of healing. Amen. Hallelujah. That's a need of of vacating bad religion. Hallelujah. Oh, the grace of God is present in this house for several people who've been up under a religious spirit and you thought that Jesus was somebody completely other than what he actually is and so I come to remind you that let every man be a liar and let his word be true. Amen. And so Jesus is in the space to come to where you are to fill whatever need, whatever vacancy that you have brought into this room. Amen. And if it, this is why, I don't know about you, but this is why when I look over and I see, I see Alyssa and I see her over 
over here, and she's like going all in, right? And I see Chris over here, and I see Chris going all in. Now, you wouldn't know that from the from, from outside looking in. Tia over here and all of our other worshipers that you always see up front like going in. Some of y'all worship in the back, and I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Or am I? No, I'm kidding. Uh, so, but like from the outside looking, it's like, oh, yeah, they're just really religious, man. They got like a thing going with Jesus. You have no idea. You have no idea the need. You have no idea the desperation. Oh, God, the capacity that's been created. And so, so I, don't, I don't know like what, what your idea is when somebody comes to an altar or when somebody lifts their hands in worship. And if you're just convinced that they're ultra religious, it could be that it's quite the opposite. And they're desperate for Jesus. They're desperate for him to fill a space and a void and a lack. And so I don't know about you, but I want to be caught in the front. And I want to be caught with my hands lifted high because I know, I know Matt Wilson. I know the lack that I walk in. And I know that if I'm left to myself, it's destruction. It's death. Oh, my God. Oh, it's a, it's a downward spiral. And I have a great lack, but he is the all-sufficient one. And if I could just get into his presence, he's faithful and he's just. Oh, not to condemn. He didn't come to condemn the world. Oh, but he's come to fill every need. And what's true for me, what's true for Alyssa, what's true for Chris, what's true for Tia, is also true. It's true for you. It's true for you. Why don't you stretch your hands to heaven right now? Why don't you just confess it? Confess the lack. Confess the need right now. God, in the name of Jesus, you know. You know, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh God, the firstborn of all creation, the first to be born, the first to die, the first to be born again, not as a plan B, but as a plan A. Why? So that you could feel the need. Oh God, that you could move in to our lack, so that you could be the all-sufficient one, Jesus. Oh Father, oh we recognize tonight our need for a great Savior. We recognize our need for the preeminent one. Oh, for the undefeated, undisputed champion of the world, the one who's never lost. Oh, the one who has no equal, has no rival, the one that cannot lose. Oh, the one that swallowed up death. Oh, hallelujah, that took captive captivity. Oh, God, we look to you and we say we need you. We are not enough. Oh, but you, you, Lord, are our source, Father. Oh, God, oh, you are our supply, Father. Hallelujah. Do it, God, in this house in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Oh God. Hallelujah. Oh, if you come in and you don't want anything, you can't get anything. It can't move unless you have a need. Maybe it's not a, some sort of desperate internal sin issue or, 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 or something of, of that nature. Oh, but maybe it's revival that you're longing for. That's a need. That's lack that he longs. That's a space that he longs to move into. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Roboto Shadarabakaya. 
Oh God, if there's a hunger for more of Him, if there's a hunger and a desire to live out more of this Christian experience, it's a space. It's a space that He can occupy. Hallelujah. If you come in the room tonight, Oh, and you've got you carrying shame from your past. I want you to know that it was not God's intention for you to walk with the shame of your past. That's why he was stripped naked. He became ashamed. They tied him to the whipping posts and he endured. Why? So that you could put on, so you could put on glory, so that you could put on healing, so that you could put on wholeness. He became shame. Oh, so that you don't have to live in it. So you didn't have to walk in it. Hallelujah. And so tonight, I want to challenge you. And whatever, wherever your, your, whatever your church experience has been, some of you it's a great deal. And some of you it's very little. Some of you it's the first time you've ever been in a space like this. It makes no difference. He's the all-sufficient one. And if there's a need, he's the same Jesus. The same Jesus I got is the same Jesus that wants to fill you. The same Jesus that Ariel has is the same Jesus that wants to be the all-sufficient one for you. The same Jesus that Russ walks with is the same Jesus that wants to come to you tonight. You're not going to get a lesser Jesus. You're not going to get some, 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 uh, some uh, exponent. I don't know. That just seemed like it was the right word to say, but it probably doesn't make any sense. I don't know math. You're not going to get some division of Jesus. You're not going to get a, a, a portion of him. There is a doctrine out there that says that when you call upon the name of Jesus, we have to give you time and space to see whether or not it's real and whether or not you really got him. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that anyone who calls on his name shall be saved. Not 10 days from now, not 20 days from now, not if, whether or not they have a major life change. If you will call upon the name of Jesus in whatever your lack, he is the all-sufficient one that in that moment will supply all of your need in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Stand your feet. Thanks for listening. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider subscribing and sharing this podcast with someone. You can follow us on social media at Haven Youth Church. We love you, fam. The best is yet to come.